You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. What a wonderful Sunday. Amen. Jesus is Lord. I want to read something from Joshua chapter 1. Joshua 1. Um, okay. <laughs> Joshua chapter 1. We're going to start from verse 1. The Bible says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. You know, they just sat down there when Moses was dead and nobody wanted to do anything. Then God said to Joshua that Moses is dead. You need to accept the reality. You need to accept the fact that the era of Moses has just ended. So God said to Joshua, Moses is gone. Quit thinking about Moses. And he said, uh, now therefore arise, go over this Jordan. Thou and all these people to the land that I will give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that I have, that I have given unto you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness of this Lebanon, even to the great river. Amen. Wow. Praise the Lord. Now, you, you, when you study the word of God, when you study the Bible, you need to be familiar with the way God speaks. Like he said in Joshua, the same, Joshua chapter 6, verse 1, the Bible said that Jericho was shot inside and outside. Nobody went in and nobody came out because of the children of Israel. But the Bible said, God said to Joshua, See, I have given you Jericho. Not that I'm going to give you Jericho. I have given you Jericho. So now God is saying to Joshua here that anywhere the sole of your feet shall tread, I have given you the land. Amen. Amen. And that's remarkable. So, we started first service. First service, I started talking about the fact that, um, so this is art enlargement, part two. <laughs> we started with that first service. That art enlargement, that's art surgery. <laughs> we need God to enlarge our hearts. All right? Otherwise, we will not be able to receive what God wants to do in your life and through you. God's plans are always very big. Very bogus, very massive. That it takes the help of the spirit for a man to be able to see. And when you have a small heart, uh, you cannot receive big, big plan. And the problem again is that uh, you will be planned by others. Hallelujah. Uh, I spoke a little about may God have mercy on Africa as a continent. But if we get to that, that's why you are here. Anyway, that's why you are born again. That's why you are here. So, uh, we started for service talking about the fact that every plan of God has something to do with man. Or there is a part. So, a man can amplify or diminish God's plan. So, we looked at two examples for service. Just a, a little recap. And I want to, so, we, we are reading this one right now. And I'll give Abraham one more example. Maybe next week we enter into this message proper. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So, we, we, we read about in 2 Samuel chapter 4 when one of the wives of the prophet came to meet Elisha and he said that your husband, he said, your servant, my husband, fear God 
but he died a poor man. So a man can fear God and still be very broke. And he said, the creditor has come to take the two children away. And Elijah said, what do you have? You say, a jar of oil. He said, sorry, you are familiar very well. And he said, okay, go and borrow vessels. But he did not tell her how many vessels to borrow. He just said, borrow, not fill. Our definition of fill would affect the flow of the oil. Because the oil was going to go for as many vessels as were laid down. But Elisha never. In the school of the spirit, God does not exactly, exactly determine how far a man will go. He has his own determination already. And the end is always very broad. But it takes a man of faith to get to the end of God's plan. Are you following me? Then we move to the second example. Looking at the same story, the same Elisha in first, uh, second, Samuel, second, second Kings chapter 13. The king came to see him when he was sick and he was about dying. And then he told the king, okay, you know what we are going to do? He said, take a bow, an arrow, open the window towards Syria and fire the arrow. And he said, this is the arrow of the Lord's victory over Syria. And when he shot the arrow, he said, then hit the ground with the bow. But he did not tell him how many times to hit the ground. So the king hit the ground the first time, the second time, and the third time, and he stopped. And the Bible says, Elisha was angry. And he said, you could have done it seven times. He said, but now you are going to have victory over Syria three times. Question, why didn't, why didn't he tell the guy that he hit it 20 times so that you can perpetually conquer Syria? But it's not allowed. He told the man, this bow represents your victory over Syria. Hit the ground. Now, God has spoken that you have victory. How many victories the man had to determine that? Are you following me? So that made God to say to Abraham, when the Lord separated from him, he said, look not what, is what as, as far as your eyes can see. Why, why must God include man? That is his pattern. And you must understand. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I gave one illustration which I want to give again. If Jesus stands here this morning and he tells me to go and sit down and he calls all of you one after the other and he puts his hand on you and he says the same thing to all of you. My son or my daughter, I anoint you today. I give you power. In 10 years time, all of you will not be at the same level spiritually. True of us. What is, what, what, the same words were spoken to everybody. The same Jesus appeared to everybody. Why? Because there is something about the heart of man. And can I say this? What God will do on earth depends on this. So one of the things in 1 Kings chapter 4 verse 29, what God gave to Solomon, the Bible said God gave Solomon largeness of hearts. So beyond wisdom, God also enlarged Solomon's heart. He was able to become all he became because his heart was enlarged. Largeness of hearts. He has such a large heart. For that reason, the same Israel where Saul was the king, when Saul was the king, everybody was so broke that they were going to Philistine to sharpen their weapons of war. They wanted to fight the Philistine. At the same time, they depended on the Philistine to help them with weapons. The same Israel, Solomon pastored or led, and gold and silver were counted as nothing. The same nation. Resources are not the problem. It is difficult for black men to understand this, but that is the truth. It is vision. And, I, I, you know, um, this is not supposed to be the beginning part of this message, but I'm just saying because we're supposed to look at how to. But then, permit me. The people you call Bukwaram are guys who are illiterate. They control billions right now. Vision is superior to money. It commands resources. I hope you know those guys are rich. They are more than Nigerian army. 
some guys who can't speak English sat down together with a vision that would destroy every other person who does not believe in our doctrine. And that vision has made them vision that is clear. Isn't this amazing? I'm not saying you should go and become a terrorist <laughs> so that I can become popular. I'm just saying that it's amazing how this thing works. Some of the people have been arrested. The videos I've seen. It's amazing. Guys fetching water for people and all those things. But then it shows what a purpose higher than a man living for what he will eat. What a purpose higher than that can do to a man. It can radically transform a man. Once you shift your attention from, I want to make money for myself, I begin to live for something bigger. If, for instance, somebody says now that I want to find a cure to a particular stuff, if a person says, um, um, sickle cell is more common in Africa, I doubt if, if, if it's in Europe, I'm not sure, but it's common here. If they had it there enough, they would have actually done something about it. Amen. <laughs> If they were having malaria in America, they would have found something that you train to a man, you will have malaria again. But you see, <laughs> are, you, are you following me? See, this is why this is so crucial. But God began to speak to Joshua also. And he said that anywhere you put your leg. Now, he said, I have already given you all the lands, and he mentioned the lands. But you will possess the ones who step into. Why is it like this? And you can go through scriptures and the, the, you will just keep discovering that God's plan has something to do with man's ability to conceive, to expand his heart and to receive it. Every now and then. Every now and then. Every now and then. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Oh God, open our eyes and enlarge our hearts. I just want to stop at the introductory level this morning. Amen. But I will read something further. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. Let's start from this. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, thank you Lord Jesus. When God was going to multiply Abraham's descent, I brought him out and he asked him to look. He just said, Abraham, look. And Abraham looked. He said, can you count the stars? And he couldn't. He said, so shall your descendants be. It's as if it depends on you to see something before it brings it to pass. So, he could have told Abraham that, don't worry, I'm just going to give you children. But he said, no, I need you to walk out. Now, that is, see... Oh, dear Lord Jesus. Let's go to that Genesis chapter 13 when Lord separated from Abraham. And let me show you something from there. Hallelujah. This is what this makes this thing very important. Then we come to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. We come to God is looking for you know, you can begin to you can get to a point as you are listening to me that you are actually thinking that I'm the one that will build airports for Nigeria and we are not waiting for government again. One thing is certain no matter how lofty, how mighty your vision, the Almighty God cannot say that your own is too much. Because forever. We started with Ephesians 3.20. God, unto him that is able to do a sin abundant above all we ask or imagine. His power goes beyond what you think, but you have to think something. Zero multiplied by anything is zero. When the anointing is moving and there is no... So if the heart is small, the oil will stay with the vessel. 
So I don't know how many vessels the woman borrowed. And I say, if I was the woman, I would first of all take two weeks to borrow vessels. Two weeks, all I'm doing just borrowing vessels. Because he, he asked his son that bring one more, and the son said, No more vessel, and the oil stopped. The oil can go to any vessel, as many vessels as let. The question should be asking yourself how many vessels are in your heart? The capacity of your life right now, and one of the things we we'll get to later is that he that worketh with the wise will be wise. How I will show you how from the word of God you can enlarge your heart, then also by understanding history and following men who have results. That's what the Bible says. Be followers of those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. They are going to expand your vision. The place you dwell right now is too small. Too many people are just concerned about what they... Look, you, look, we are God's people. We are to think about others and think about the world. Hallelujah. Solomon woke up. David sat down one day and he said that I seek to build God a house. Then God said, no. You fought too many battles. Blood is in your hand. This is why I usually warn people that are violent. You talk about that people. The sincere truth is this. The greatest expression of your Christianity is you walking in love. Remember I told you before. The Bible says to the church in Philadelphia, I have said before you are an open door. No man can shut. Philadelphia means brotherly love. That's Hebrews chapter 13 verse 1. The Bible says let brotherly love continue. So what God was saying, what Jesus said to that church in, in, in Revelation chapter 3, Jesus in other words was saying that to a church that's walking in brotherly love, I have said before you are an open door which no man can shut. Now to a Christian that is walking in love, the same thing. It's the most important thing. God is love and faith working by love. If and when your faith is not working, check your love work. Are you following me? Nothing contaminates, insulates the power of faith like not working in love. That's all. That's why in marriage and anything, once bitterness begins to set and everything, seek, set, up, set yourself apart and go and pray. Nothing must block that pipe. Amen. Jesus said, I say unto you, whatever you bind on now shall be bound. Now, people quote that when they want to pray against the voice of darkness. But read verses before. He was talking about, so he started by saying that even if somebody has anything against you, forgive. He said, if you, have a, you are going to the altar and you remember there's something, he said, drop your gift or go and reconcile. He said, therefore I say unto you, on that account, whatever you bind on that shall be bound in heaven. So regularly we should be checking our lives whether there is beef or chicken. <laughs> you have beef. <laughs> so beef is bad. Pork is terrible. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Check yourself regularly. That's what the Bible says. Are you with me? <laughs> Amen. So Abraham said, it's not the old land before they separate thyself and pray thee from me. If you take left hand, I will take right. This is another show that goes on to say that it's not about the physical possession. Lord quickly scanned. He saw a very good land. He did not know that prosperity is never outside. It is here. What do you see? So Abraham that brought up the boy, allowed the boy to choose. Okay, is that where you want to go? I will go this way. Then look at what, what happened next. Lot lifted up his eye, picked a good place. Verse 12. 13. I want to where God spoke to Abraham. Verse 14, I think. Yeah, 14. And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot was separated from him, lift up your eyes and look from the place where thou art. Now, help me say to your neighbor, say, look, not at where you are, but from where you are. Is that clear? No, there's a difference between the two. Don't look at where you are. 
Ah, going to work in Lagos every day, traffic, every day can make you so focused on where you are. And that's a big mistake. Amen. I think it's in Isaiah chapter 8. Two words. They said, they shall look at the heart. They shall behold darkness. They shall see darkness. But Psalm 24 verse 5 said, they look unto him, they were lighting. Psalm 27 verse 4. And their faces were not ashamed. They shall look at the heart and behold darkness. If you look at where you are, you see it's darkness. If you lift up your eyes, light will shine. Hallelujah. That must have made the psalmist to say that I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Where's coming my help? We can't look around. We have to look up. So God said to Abraham that look from where you are in a place where you've just been betrayed by the brother you brought up. But don't look at it. Look from where you are. Look northward. Now Abraham did. Bible said that look from where you are northward, eastward, and westward. Next one. Next verse. For the land thou seest, to thee I will give thee unto thy seed. I want to ask you a question. What land was God going to give Abraham? The answer is in the verse. What, what land? Say it loud. Say it with confidence. The land that thou seest. Not the land that I have planned to give you. Left to God. I've given you all. But the one you see is the one I will give you. Is that clear? Is that straightforward enough? God, and remember, this happened before the law. Abraham existed before the law. And it's called the father of faith. If he's the father of faith and you are sons of faith, this is how God will deal with you. Is that right? The Bible says, look unto Abraham your father and to Sarah thy Is that true? So this is, this is how God deals. So God said, the land that thou seest. So if a man is praying that, Lord, what are you going to give me? He has another thing to say that, what future is God giving you? What future is the Lord giving you? The future that thou seest. This is deep. What kind of marriage are you having? The marriage that thou seest. Then I must work on how I see. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, you can can see that by the time you are 60, you would have bought a a duplex, two cars, and all you can see that you will employ 10,000. So the two of them, God says that well, it will be unto you according to your faith, have no problem. Only that the one with 10,000 will rule. Are you following me? We have a work to do on earth before Jesus returns. One of the things which I said, it amazes me how certain people don't even know Jesus Christ. Have a way of having a large heart and thinking about things beyond themselves. And the examples in the world. And the reason is this. If you have never understood it before, just understand. You have the person of Jesus Christ and you have the principles of Jesus Christ. They are two different things. The person of Jesus Christ is the one Christians deal with. The principles of Jesus they are universal. Is that okay? How is Germany? Okay. Amen. Are you following me? The principles are universal. They will work for whether you are a Christian or you are not. Oh, shall you? Amen. Whether you are a Christian or not, they will work. Greeting is part of scriptures. All right? Paul greeted people in the epistle. He greeted them. So, uh, don't say what kind of unserious person is this one. I am serious. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Paul wrote an entire chapter and he was greeting people there. Greet this one, greet this one. And that's part of the epistle. 
So your epistle is not complete if you are not greeting. So maybe we should do more greeting scripture. <laughs> are you following me? Praise the Lord. So there is a person and the principle. Give and it shall be given to you does not apply to Christians. So is that right? Honor your father, your mother, that your day may be long. Will you work for an unbeliever? Is that right? Those are principles of God. They are universal. If a student is diligent, will he pass? Even though he doesn't know Jesus. Most of the scientists who make some of the drugs you take are not Christians. And they are helping you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you following me? So I'm saying that when it comes to principles, they are universal. Somebody decides to be diligent. Seest thou a man that is diligent in his business? Proverbs 22, 29. Not seest thou a Christian. Seest thou a man. So any man that is diligent will have a measure of prosperity. Whether he knows God, he does not know God. When he meets God face to face after uh, rapture, then they will answer for the person he has omitted. That will lead to hell. But on hearts, his principles are general. Are you following me? And what we are sharing today, a bit of it has to do with the, one of the principles of God. That whosoever can see beyond himself. Whosoever. The land that you see, I will give it to you. And Abraham was like, so God told Abraham, let's read on. Next verse. I will make thy seed, they cannot be number seven thing. Arise, walk through the land, the length of it and the breadth of it, I will give thee, give thee the land. Everybody say amen. amen. This is where you will understand that God was not talking to Abraham about looking physically. Ah, there is something in you say amen. amen. Most of you, most all of us don't even know how much God has put in us. It takes the Lord himself to let you see it. God was not talking about Abraham's seed physically. Now imagine, all of us here are Abraham's seeds right now. We are in Nigeria. He couldn't have seen Nigeria from where he was that time. If you stand at most, you cannot see more than maybe 10, 20 kilometers ahead. Is that right? Now, I'm not an expert in physics. I don't know how far, but I suppose you cannot see beyond 30, 40 kilometers at once if you stand and you look. No matter what. So God wasn't telling Abraham. Now to buttress that further, he said, walk through the land. Is it possible for a man? God gave Abraham over 20 nations. Is it possible to trek 20 nations? You will die before trekking one. So what God was, when God told Abraham that walk through the length and the breadth of life, it was not a physical exercise. <laughs> he said, inside you, inside you, inside you, Elisha said to Elisha, I need the double portion of your spirit. Second Kings chapter 2. He said, well, what you are requesting for is hard, but thank God it's not impossible. Some things can be hard, but they are still possible. He said, but this is the key. If you see me, if you read, or, or it was actually saying that if you see what I see, the anointing is going to come upon you. It is, the secret is always in seeing. This way, I hope to stop today. My time is almost five or two minutes more or three. Are you following me? Are you following me? Let me ask the next person to you. What do you see? Hallelujah. When you close your eyes, what do you see? This is where living in fear is very dangerous. Any kind of fear. 
if you close your eyes and there is something about the future or something you are, you are afraid of and you don't deal with the fear, you have opened the door for the adversary already. Fear has to be dealt with. We don't pray in fear. We deal with the fear first before we pray. Are you following me? Maybe I will also talk about practical steps in dealing with this. This is important. Let me close with this. First Corinthians 2 9. It's all blessed this morning. When you say, Lord, enlarge my heart, it's a serious prayer. And when you say, Lord, open my heart, it's a serious prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, that story that we started from, there was a jar of oil in the house. The woman was telling, I was telling Elisha that my, he said my husband died a, he died a borrower, a debtor. He was borrowing from people. And Elisha asked him, asked her an interesting question, what do you have in your house? She said, so the oil was in the house and the man was going about borrowing. Many times when we are looking for help around, the original help is inside you. You don't see. There is no man that God has not given the solution to what you are looking for. It's right there with you. It's God opening your eyes. I've shared this with you many times. It is called law of recognition. God helping you to see what you are not seeing. Because when you pray, so according to Acts chapter 15 verse 18, no not to God that all his works before the foundation of the heart. God doesn't start working when you pray. Prayer many times will open your eyes to see what God has worked out already. Are you following me? So this is the reason why when they were, when the uh, wine finished, just, the, the pot was there before the party in that wedding started. Jesus recognized that that was where the wine would come from. If he didn't show them, they wouldn't see it, even though the pot was there. Is that right? Praise the Lord. Are you following me? When Abraham wanted to slaughter Isaac, God showed him the ram. Before he brought out the knife to lay it on his son, the ram was already there. He just, God just let him see the ram. And he saw it. They got to a mirror. The water was bitter. The tree that killed the water was the tree growing beside it. If God did open the eyes of Moses, the water would remain bitter. The tree that would kill was beside it and nobody saw it. The jawbone that Samson used to kill 2,000 men was already there before those 2,000 men appeared. He was lying on the mountain and 2,000 men challenged him. As we were coming close, he just saw a jawbone and he took it. If he didn't see that jawbone, he would be in trouble. The jawbone was already there before those people appeared. God has laid answers around you. Whatever you can find more than three, four, five times in the Bible is a principle. And you can go through the study of the Bible and you see more of things like this. That all answers are here. That's why when you wake up in the morning, as you worship, say, Lord, open my eyes. And one of the ways of doing this is 1 Corinthians 2.9. But as it's written, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It has not entered into the heart of man. The things which God has, can you see it? Not what God is going to prepare. What he has prepared for them that love him. But, next verse. God has revealed them to us. How? Praying in tongues is important. It's not a religious thing. It causes your eyes to be open. It causes you to see beyond a normal... You know, when you are drunk, if you have been drunk before, before you gave your life to Christ, <laughs> not that now that you are crying, you've been drunk before, you see things. You can see God and call it bed. I've never been drunk in my life before. See, some of us, we grew up like Samuel, good boy. The, when I was in GSS3, we planned that on getting to SS1, we'll be bad. Then I got born again. I was not very happy that I got born again. Because some of the plans we had laid down. There were girls then that we had planned. 
that once we enter SS1, they start calling us senior. Uh-huh. But God did not allow the plan to come to pass. <laughs> and it's painful. <laughs> Are you following me? <laughs> That's so he saved me before we could go <laughs> to the other side. We had we had plans. There are many things I wanted to ask a small boy, you know, like I was telling some people, they thought I was just now I was I was really serious. When we just there was a white guy in my class or so that had this kind of you know white, the way they are here, growing from the middle and oh I desire that thing. There at night I was imagining my hair growing from and I was frustrated it never happened. The second thing I desire, there was a very handsome guy in our class wearing glasses. So I wanted I tried to talk my parents into the fact that something was wrong in my eyes, even though there, there was nothing. I wanted them to get me glasses. I just felt I was the idea of coming to class, you know, looking like a prof. <laughs> Thank God it didn't work. All my tricks never worked. <laughs> no one look back, you look how foolish you be <laughs> as a child. <laughs> Hallelujah. Blessed be God. They can be revealed by the spirits. Showing you things. Showing you things. This is why we pray in the spirit. This is why we pray in tongues. This is why we pray in tongues. What eyes have not seen. Take this statement from me. You can, I think I might post this tomorrow. You can admire people. You can learn from people. But God does not want you to be like anybody. God is a creator, not a duplicator. Are you following me? This is why whoever ministers to you, somebody can lay hands on you, can get baptized, you can call somebody your mentor. If you don't find your own originality, you cannot be as great as you should be. Are you following me? No matter who you are learning from, you and the person were not born at the same time into the same family. You don't have the same DNA. What God wants from you is that any anointing you receive from somebody or from the Holy Ghost through someone or any instruction, any business training, anything, if you don't add your own personality to it, it will not come out as it come out. There is a reason why you are the way you are. And God has no duplicate of you. This is why we all do have the same fingerprint. God is saying, through physical things, God says some things to people. We don't have the same DNA. Even twins. He's trying to tell you. When I'm a, we are not watching forensic files a lot. And it's amazing how they catch criminals. Through all those simple things, finger, you know, in America they've gone to another level. You will see a mother committed a case that 15 years ago, like a, a man killed his wife 18 years ago. It was 18 years after that they tested the bed sheet and they found out, found his fingerprints on the what he used to rob the woman. And they will always say that there is no perfect crime. Every crime will leave one thing behind. If an expert looks at it, they will tell you. Some are very easy to solve. You know, in our police department, I don't know whether we have all those. <laughs> Guys who walk in over there and straight away they will tell you. Honestly, it amazes me. From the, the way the woman laid down, you know, I can, if at times I, I, I tell myself that, look, you have to pray. Stop watching this thing. Because that's like I watch for six hours, three, four hours I'm watching. What they will keep showing one after the other. On Sundays in America, most times they show it all more Sunday long for as if I advance how they've used it, and they will show the whole story. And you, you know, it's it's amazing, it's thrilling. How they will catch some people 18 years after they've committed the murder. 
When they present all the facts to the man, he said, in fact, you are right. So he just offered that they should arrest him. He, I mean, they showed him everything. And the man told him how he did it. They, they, they told him the story. You let your children go out. You did this with him. Because they put everything together. by. But you see, some of them, they don't take that long. In one week, some of these guys will come in and they will look at a dead body lying there. They will say, look at the position which the knife entered through. A lover stabbed this person. They can tell a crime committed by somebody that boggled the house. Somebody that knows the people in the house. Or somebody that is in love with the person. They say when they stab a person like this, a crime of passion. That there is a way people stab when you are angry. When you are, when you are guilty by somebody and you want to kill them, there is a way that the knife will go. <laughs> I saw that one like, dear Lord Jesus, our police... <laughs> and you know what every single time these guys are always right every time one particular inspector and now he does a show he's an old man now. he will just come in and will be like give me to me and I'm going to sorry. Say, I, I am telling all of you here that this woman was killed by a boyfriend look at the way she's lying down say this bullet this piece like, this is not suicide say there's a gun in her hand he said but this is not say when a person is frustrated and they want to kill them. I saw that one said, women don't use this kind of gun to commit suicide. When they want to commit suicide, this is how they shoot. And this is the angle they take. And they were showing examples of those who committed suicide. So this is serious. So there is a way to commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Hallelujah. You know, we don't have expertise. here. <laughs> Nigeria will be great. And Nigeria will soon be interesting. Amen. That's why you are here. Our nation will be great. Our nation will be great. In Jesus' name. Are you with me? That's why you should have a broad vision. That's why you should have a big vision. That's why we are saying this, this, this. Don't complain about some people leading the nation. You are in the same nation, so what are you doing about it? There is a level of greatness you attain to that you become, it becomes impossible to neglect or ignore you when they are doing political stuff. And you can begin to control things. But that's not even the purpose. I'm just saying that. Let's seek the heart of God to understand the plans he has for us. They are big plans. But as we pray by the Spirit, our eyes are open to see something beyond ourselves. And once we see, we walk into it. Let's rise. Is someone blessed this morning? Hallelujah. That's why you must resist the temptation of wanting to just live. For what can I get? How can I just make money? That is too low a way to live. That's where your vision will be narrowed. It will be limited. Lift up your eyes and see what the king will have you see. Lift up your eyes and see. Hallelujah. When there is a purpose you are living for, resources is the least of the problem. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes and see. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. There was a young guy, he had nothing. Lift up your hands and just worship him. Just give him praise. Blessed be your name, Lord. Hallelujah. We give you praise. We worship you. We love you. We give you all the glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your word. Say, Lord, open my eyes. Enlarge my heart to be able to comprehend what you wanted to just open my eyes. Let me see. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. 
Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.